0: xenophobia, fear of dogs, gamophobia, fear of marriage, Pyrophobia, fear of fire. So I'm not going to read them all. I'm going to just pull some random ones out. So what is fear? What is the definition of fear?
1: I actually Google it. So uh, it's a, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. All
0: right. All right, so with that being said, I feel it. What would what would be the definition of fear to you? What do you think fear is without the book? What would you say fear is?
1: Mm, just uh like confusion, you know what I mean? Like uh it's like the dark side of curiosity, you know what I mean? Cause you're like you're interested in something, but you don't really know what it's about. So it's kind of just like, is it dangerous or you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess there's something like that. What about you? Uh
0: you know, I was thinking about it for a minute, and to me, what simply came to mind is just something that fear is a anything that stops me from achieving the goal. Anything that stops me from going, I can do that or I can accomplish that, or I can't get from point A to point B. That thing is in my way and I don't want to touch it. I don't want to deal with it because it may harm me, it may set me back. Mm-hmm. Just something that stops me from achievement, man.
1: Yeah, no. like a bump in the road kind of thing, situation, right? Exactly. Yeah, I get you. Yes, that for me, fear plays a big factor in my life. Uh, because um I look at it as like kind of like a motivator too, in a sense, but I wasn't always like that. It's just like how I look at it now from like past experiences, but similar, like uh, it's always like, you kind of like assume it's like the things that I assume are usually like, I try to get the fears out of the way. I try to like establish what I'm scared of first before I even get into like learning how to get the thing done. I'm like, what am I, what could go wrong or what can I, what details could I like miss by accident and things like that? And I try to hit those first. And then once I get past those, then it's just like organic after that. Like once you get past the fear, you know,
0: it's funny that you say like in your mind, because I always hear people say like the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. So it's like things that you think of in your mind that might not even be a reality. It's the whole like. I'm afraid of the boogeyman under the bed, even though I've checked under there a thousand times and I don't see anything under there. It's the thought that there could be something under there. Yeah. Or it's like you know, I'm afraid to get on the plane because the thought that something could happen, even though I've never gotten on the plane before. You know, so uh,
1: then, yeah, that's, that's it. Like nine times out of ten, like most of the stuff that we we're scared of before we even try what we want to try it doesn't even happen dude it's so ridiculous like i guess it's almost like um it's just like a brain wiring like it's all experiences like if you you gotta touch the fire to understand it you know what i mean yeah. if, if you could tell somebody like don't do that It's bad you're gonna get broke off or it's gonna mess with you it's not a good it's not a good experience but like until they really understand what that experience, that's what that offers. They kind of have to just go through, you know. And I think that's what makes it even more scary. <laughs> you know, what? it's funny you say that because we skateboarders, you know, and we,
0: we, I would consider us. I say we pros, but we legends. We didn't put in the blood, the sweat, the tears. We at a place now where we go to the park and we kind of know. You know, people could tell about how we skate into the park, like, ah, oh, them dudes. You know, they got it. And we always have that time where we go to the park and we see like the up and coming kid who, you know, you don't have a heart to tell them, like, you ain't ready yet. You know, like practice your balance, you know, practice pushing, you know, you need to get better at Ollie's. But they learn how to do a kickflip mob, you know, for those of y'all who don't skate mob just means you do something sloppily. It's not perfected. And they trying to alley off a 10 stair, kick lip off a 10 stair. And every time you just like, oh, God, you don't want to look because you just see a bone breaking or you can see a head splatting. So you have the fear that they're going to get hurt before it even happened. You know, mm-hmm. that's that fear coming in. But they fearless because they ain't got broke off yet. And you like build your way up because I know if you get broke off what you're going to get broke off, you going to hang that board up somewhere.
1: Or you going to oh, be yeah. somewhere resting up, man some people some people don't get up after that first fall man (laughs) they're like nah you can you can have this mug man i'm good i mean at paramount paramount skate park we've seen people we've seen people show up even like i remember one dude came in with his girlfriend and i guess his like nephew was the skater that they brought to the skate park and his nephew was pretty good he was like at least good enough to flow around the skate park you know and then the dude, he was like one of those swaggy dudes, like fashion, like fashionable guy or whatever. And all fresh clothes on, expensive Jordans and everything. And he was like, man, I'm going to drop into the bowl. What y'all call this? A bowl. And I'm sitting on the <laughs> ledge. I'm like, oh, no, I had just showed up to the park. It was early. I was like, I don't want to see this because I had some tricks I wanted to try. And you can't do it after you, you put that <laughs>
0: Watching somebody you get broke is gonna keep him the playing, best be like, way to Ruin your session. Man.
1: Yeah, so I was like, here <laughs> we go, man. And you can't look away either, man. I mean, <laughs> he walks over there. And he like bends down and sets it on on the, the tail on the on the coping, and he puts his foot on there. And then the uh, the boy is like, yeah, and you just lean and wait until the tail starts to like bank in, and then you stomp your front foot down and ride into the into the transition. And he was like, I'm going to just do it. And he didn't stomp enough. I guess like he let all of his weight off the tail and then just like the board slipped in there and he went straight down and smacked his head and he jumped up and he had a gush right here. And I was just like, oh, there goes my session, dude. I'm done down. Because I feel like if I see that, then I'm going to hit that too, my damn self. It's crazy how like you could like fear can bounce off of people like, uh. Like I remember, for a good example, like when I was asking you to teach me tray flips, three sixty kick flips, right? And mm-hmm. um, we were at at uh <laughs> what park, was it again? El Dorado. <laughs> All right, we were at El Dorado Park, El Dorado Skate Park, and I was like, "Hey, will teach me tray flips, man? I've been skating forever. I cannot land this trick." And you was like, "Oh, it's easy." It's just all in the scoop or whatever. You're giving me a hey, when people that are good at the tricks give me their opinion of how easy or not it is, because it's always easy, because you got it. But for me, that it was rocket science. I was like, I can't get the scoop. The flicks are good. I could get burial kick flips. I even can do a laser flip, which is a 360 heel flip. But I could not do a 360 kick flip. And then you're like, just do this or whatever. But the way you were describing it. The confidence behind your descriptions, like you were like, Yeah, you just put your foot right here and you hang that toe off the side and then you, you know, point your kickflip flip foot a little bit. And I was just like, Oh, for sure, it is easy. Like the way you're explaining it, it built confidence in me. But if, but it's like when someone asks me how to trade flip, the way I'm gonna explain it is gonna, is gonna put fear in them because I wanna be like, All right, first off, you gotta kind of pitch your toe like this, but be careful because. If you scoop this mug without that flick, it's coming straight at your shin bone. Trust me, I know from experience. Or like, I want to be doing this and that. Like, is The descriptions, the way I'm going to explain is going to make it seem scary because I'm scared of that thing trick. Mm-hmm. But you are not scared of it. You're more confident on that trick because you know how to stomp it. And so the way you explain it will make, it would take me out of my fear, which it did that day. And the result of it, I had three shinners to walk around the whole week of work with. <laughs> <laughs> So that that that's the thing. That's another point with with fear is like, it's it's uh, it's contagious. Absolutely, something you Absolutely. might even not be scared of if you're around someone who's scared of it. Why do you think we
0: experience fear? Like, why do you believe fear is
1: even a thing to us as humans? My now brain knows that it's it's a teacher. It's a communication tool. It's like a when it's a motivator, man. Like if you're not scared of something, like why even pay attention to it? You know what I mean? Everything mm-hmm. that I was always interested, anything, any hobby I pick I took up, I got, I, I, I got into it because it was something that I was in fear of, like, and it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to die from this or like no violent fear or nothing like that. It's just like the, of like the unknown, like with drawing, like I, I used to see people draw and I'm like, how does he like whip that wrist like that and get that stuff? And like, you know, some people are amazing with the pencil or the paintbrush and they just have it, bro. And it's all that time they put into it. Which needs to be like explained more often because people think you just pull that you were born with these gifts. And it's like, nah, man. I started off on stick figures. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I started off with stick figures and tracing paper. I used to trace stuff and pretend I drew it. And they're like, well, then why'd you draw it on the see-through paper? My, you know, my grandma would give me like a piece of, of regular like copy machine paper and be like, redraw it real quick. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> because i brought her something that i traced out of a coloring book and was like look I I, I I drew slimer and she's like there ain't no sketch marks there ain't no eraser marks if you're drawing like this at 10 years old we need to go talk to somebody and get rich but then she would call my bluff with the regular paper though all white paper and then i couldn't draw it but like i was scared at first till like they even try. that's why i would trace because i'm like i don't i want to do good so bad i don't want to draw something crap so i would just skip the to skip the steps. What got me into drawing was like, I didn't know how to do it. And then I was scared of doing a bad job of doing it. So I started Baby Steps. When I actually started, I started Baby Steps, stick figures, and then the little bubble characters and all that, like the rough drafts, and and all the way to the final draft. And I just put in that time. And over time, I got more and more confident to the point where I was just, I hit this one point where I was just like, I understand the logic behind this, It's like, I understand now. Yeah. It's like in skateboarding, once you learn how to ollie, that's a doorway to more things. And then even though you're scared of other tricks, you're not as scared because you took steps towards it. Like, you know, certain parts of it, you got that little bits and pieces of confidence you can like grip onto to move forward. It's a necessary tool. Like it's a natural function of the, of, of the brain to emit fear towards things that we don't know because it wants us. It's like, we're scared of that. That means we should like attack that and figure it out so we don't be scared of it. Because the ultimate goal is to be fearless, right? I agree. I think,
0: like what you said, man, I just think we we experience fear for a number of reasons. I think one is an indicator to tell us that something is not good for us, possibly to tell us that uh something is there to harm us. Uh, even more so, I think we experience fear a lot of the things that we experience that you know, we will call fears, I think they are rooted in ignorance. I think a lot of the things that we fear, we just don't understand. You know, it's like uh, I could imagine the first person who saw a dog. He was probably like, what is this thing coming at me? And, you know, and here's this dog running at him with a tail and ears that don't look like what he used to see and then the dogs in mind you know, he's probably running up like I'm man's best friend or he could be running up to a tackle. Mm-hmm. And he, you don't know what that experience was. You know, maybe he loved dog. Until, maybe he was cool with the dog until the first time he got bit. Maybe the dog was afraid of him. Like, whoa, this don't look like me. You know, I think a lot of our fears are just rooted in the things that we don't understand. It's like I said, you know, about airplanes, you know, the people are so afraid of airplanes because they're afraid of airplanes crashing. But statistically, airplanes are the safest mode of transportation. There's more car accidents than there are airplane accidents because there's more people driving cars than there are people flying airplanes. But I think once people start to, you know, put themselves around airplanes, you know, read up on them, how they're built, you know, why are they safe, why are they dangerous? And then you start to realize that, I was afraid of something because I just didn't understand it. You know, I was one of those people where I didn't fly for a long time because I was afraid of airplanes, but I think what it really was is I was just ignorant to, you know, how airplanes work and what they work. And it wasn't until I started working where I work that I was able to kind of be like, man, they really put time and energy and money, and education, and, and so much into making these planes to make sure that, you know, that you're safe and a lot of these companies realistically it's a money aspect it's like you know how much money they would lose if was to go down or something like that so it's their business you know it's like if you you're a cook you do to make sure hopefully that that restaurant is, is clean you're gonna make sure that you know everything is up to par because you don't want to lose your restaurant But even in that, there's people who I know, and I'm one of them, where I won't eat out of certain places because I'm like, I don't know if they clean, you know, catering trucks. And that's gonna offense to anybody that owns a catering truck. I don't eat off of them because I'm like, where do they wash their hands? Where do they store their meat? And how do they do this? But if I really stop and think about it, it's really all rooted in ignorance because I haven't taken the time to ask or to study, you know, or how do you guys store your food? You know, how do you guys wash your hands? If you have to use the restroom, where do you go? Because it doesn't necessarily mean that the guy who works at the Denny's washes his hands when he comes out of the restroom just because they have one. Or it doesn't necessarily mean that their kitchen is clean. But because I have been taught that, well, this is a big establishment. They have to be that way. It's their job. You know, I just go in with the utmost confidence. But because I'm ignorant to how catering trucks are in, you know, I won't eat from them. So, again, fear yeah. is it's funny how fear works, man. And it's just, like I said, I believe fears are, are developed in, in ignorance. I believe we're taught fears, you know, uh, I just believe that fear is something that really just limits you. So with that being said on the next topic or the next bullet point I have, so would you consider fear good or bad or different? Do you think it's both?
1: Yeah. I, like how you said, it limits you. I think the the limiting is your choice because it all boils down to decisions. You could you could walk through the fire and see what happens. You know, like you could not really walk. All right, that's a bad example. <laughs> I'm about to walk through no fire, but like so. For instance, like when actually, it's a good example. example. Yeah, like when you're when you're going to apply for a new job right anything you get into there's pros and there's cons and so like when you're going for a new job and they're explaining like for me I started to work in the hospital and I started off in the laundry department like entry level and uh they were talking about like people that worked in different places of the hospital were like man that's you're going to be around so much stuff. Like there's like the dirty laundry and all these sick people's laundry and the bed sheets and all this stuff. And it's just like, you could get really sick, pretty bad. And like, uh, it's real easy to come across something and jack yourself up, you know, but they have a lot of like, they have a lot of, uh, stuff set up for that to help us out. we got gloves and masks and glasses and all these things to keep you good. Right. And hearing those stories, I kind of focused on those stories because, Last thing I'm trying to do is get hit with like a bad needle or something. You know, when I talk to the people that work there, they're like, yeah, man, that stuff never really happens, bro. Been there One guy has been there for like 17 years, never had any situations like that. 17 years. And he's around that stuff every day. And it's linen from the whole entire hospital. So like the chances that made it real to me and I have been like, thinking about it for a couple of weeks like do i even want to work in this department maybe i should decide to go somewhere else like the cafeteria or something just to get my foot in the door and then when i talked to him it changed me because i'm like oh well if this guy you know and he was one of the guys who's been there so long he's just like ah you know and but at the same time i think it applies to the choice applies to this because i could have said i don't care what he says and just leaned onto my fears and be like, I'm good working here. I don't want to go into this department. And I, I could have, like, risked not even having a job there because there might not have been an open space for any of the other departments. But instead, I took on the, I latched onto his views because I really wanted to get in the hospital. So I latched onto the optimistic part of the views. And then I took the chances. And the, the fear was still there, but I didn't let it run by responses, you know? And so, like. I think fear is more of just like a heads up. It shouldn't stop someone. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's easier said than done, man. You just gotta understand that fear is just gonna be there. It's it's just part of it's just part of the functionality of your brain. But like, we're not built. Our brains are not gonna say, "Hey, let's go out and get broke off." <laughs> <laughs> our brains are trying to protect, it, uh, try to protect its host. You know. It's like venom. He's not going to tell. He's not going to be like, let's go jump off of some stuff, you know, and see what we could do. Unless he knew that they could survive it because he's trying to keep him alive so he can freaking have a host to survive. And that's what our brains are basically doing. They're like, I'm going to come, come back to what like you said
0: about our brains are not trying to get broke off later. But go ahead. But I'm going to come back to that.
1: Oh, yeah. So real quick, man, like just. Our brains are not gonna let us. Our brains are not gonna let us go out and just like chase destruction, right? Naturally, it's gonna be like, no, that could get hurt. Even if it's as little as you might prick your finger, so don't do that. And then all the way to like some people have it to where like I don't get a license. I don't ever want to drive a car because cars crash and people die. And I've known people that I personally know people that are like that, and they're like well off in their thirties and have never driven a car, driven a car because they. They pay attention to that detail. Cars crash and people die, but it's like cars also get people from point A to B. You know what I mean? Cars save people from dangerous situations. If like a, if, you know, if a if a rock fall is coming down and you're in the in the hills or whatever, and someone has a car, everybody piles up and get the heck out of there. To save people from storms. My cousin's
0: pregnant. You are you. You gotta it get gets to you the to hospital. the
1: exactly dude so there's like i'm saying there's pros and cons but how much depending on how determined you are to get that goal to achieve that goal that's when you choose to focus on the pros or cons we we watch videos and skateboarding where people are getting broke off constantly breaking their legs left and right like thrasher has like my war that's terrible video (laughs) terrible video to watch but like it just informs us of what's the dangers. And then we have the choice to either not try those or to like take those precautions while we're trying and avoid it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's both. I'm agree with you, it's both. And I think, you know how they always say time is
0: the best teacher, time and experience. I would also add fear in it. Because I think fear teaches you, you know, what you need to face, what you're ready for, what you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. You know, fear is like a mirror. It's a reflection of, you know, your shortcomings, of what's standing in your way. You know, it's like, I used to be afraid of the dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would want to go to the kitchen and get something, but as a child, I would sit in the room thirsty, or I would hold my, you know, I would have to pee, but i hold it in because I don't want to get up and go to that bathroom, you know? Something is yeah. over there, you know, and... I would suffer, you know, and that showed me that, you know, there was something that I needed to get to. There was an end goal, you know, there was juice in the fridge, you know. I could get to the bathroom and turn the light on, but I let that, you know, that fear stop me. And that taught me that like, like you would say, I didn't think of it at at, that, in this way as a child, but I'm limiting my potential to be successful. You know, like this podcast, It was a fear to start this. This this has been something that's been in my head for like two years, probably a little more. And I've talked to my wife about it so much. She's like, babe, you should do it. So it's funny that when I talked to you and you was talking to me, we both had the same idea. And how connected with somebody else, you know, made the fear less. Perfect example. You know, we're not telling somebody to get the vaccination, we're not telling anybody not to get the vaccination. But the mm-hmm. perfect example is like, look at the vaccination dealing with COVID-19. You have people who are gun ho get vaccinated, wear your mask, it, the science behind it worked. And then you have people on the other side of the spectrum saying, do not get vaccinated, don't wear a mask. This is against your freedoms. The stuff doesn't work, it's poison, it's killing you. And it's really about who you trust first and foremost, and what information did you get first? Kind of like you you working at the hospital. Somebody told you, man, it's dirty, it's this, it's that, and that put a fear in you. So you couldn't even probably give 100% at your job. You couldn't give your highest level of potential at the job because you had these fears tied around it. And then when you met somebody who was working the job, they're like, man, look, this is how you do it or whatever, that alleviated some of those fears. And oftentimes I feel like we pick up fears from people who haven't even experienced the situation. You know, it's like somebody would tell me how afraid, how scary it is to swim, but they've never gotten in the water. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like you, you don't even know how to swim. So all you're telling me is a fear that you have, (laughs) you know, a fear that's rooted in you. Based off of assumption, right? Yeah, you might have learned it from somebody, or you might have seen something in a movie, and now you're afraid. So you go around saying, "Hey, man, don't get in the water. There's sharks in there." I'm like, "It's a swimming pool. You mm-hmm. know, how did a shark get in the swimming pool?" Oh, but you'll drown. Don't go over there. But I'm standing in in three in three feet. I'm five nine. You know, I'm learning trying to learn how to swim in five nine. But then if you have a swim instructor who says, "Hey, you don't know how to swim. The water can be scary," but I'm a swim instructor. I'm going to teach you how to swim. The Mm -hmm. fear is still there, but you have somebody who you know, he's not going to let anything happen to me. His job is to teach me all about the water, all about the human body and how to swim. So I think fear is really both, like I said, because it's tied to information. It's a teacher. Who gives you the information first, how you process it, and what you're going to do with it. So with that being said, you know.
1: You ever... You ever swim in a deep end at night?
0: That'll Here's make me. you,
1: that'll make you think there's sharks in, in the pool.
0: I learned how to swim in college. I've never swim in any water over four feet. I'm 5'9". I've never even swum in the ocean. But I conquered the fear of swimming. And the way I did it was funny. It's an accident. So I'm in college. I need to take a kinesiology class. What do all men want to take? Weightlifting, right? Yes, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take weightlifting. I'm going to learn about the body gets swollen up. Class is full. I'm like, so what can I take? Well, go pick one of those classes. So I go up and I'm like, kinesiology 101, 102, 103, 104, uh, any mini-money mode, 103. So I take 103. Mind you, my counselor puts everything, okay, these are your class. this is your schedule. So I show up to this room with all these kids sitting in the room and we're all just sitting there having a conversation. There's no instructor. This little Hispanic guy walks in with some little Daisy Duke shorts, tank top, and everything. He's like, hello, my name is Mr. K, and I'm going to be your swim instructor. I'm looking around like, swim instructor? I can't <laughs> swim. I'm terrified of water. Never tried to swim, never gotten in water or anything. I just picked that fear up from a child. I don't know where I got it from, but I was just like, I don't know how to swim. And I raised my hand. I'm like, hey, I don't know how to swim. He's Because, no, he asked, you know, I want to know the levels of swimmers in here. So, like. If you think you're an expert, raise your hand. So all lot of these people, raise your hand. If you think you're intermediate, like you can swim. You know, you could do the backstroke, maybe. You can do a breaststroke, one or two strokes, uh, different forms of swim. Another half of the class raise your hand. It's about 12 of us. <laughs> if you've mm-hmm. never swam before and you're petrified, you're terrified of the water, raise your hand. Me and one other lady raised our hand. And I was like, can I drop the class? And he was like, do me a favor. You make <laughs> you a deal. Give me a week. If I don't have you swimming tomorrow, or no, the class on tomorrow. If I don't have you swimming next class, drop the class. But Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. He said, I'll make you a deal. I will teach you how to swim, and I won't even get in the water. I'll never get in the water I'm going to teach you guys how to swim. Even the experts who think they can swim, I'm going to teach them some things. Mm -hmm. The very first day, I was doing the elementary backstroke. I was laying down in the water, and I swam from one side of the pool to the next yes, he never got, never got no water and he taught me how to swim but it was just getting that information from a source that was informed you know so I, that's that's a funny story so with that's that being crazy. Said, my question the next question i have this is an awesome question to me is the human ego connected to fear and is pride and arrogance a factor in whether we face our fears or not
1: Absolutely. You want to answer that first or me?
0: Uh I guess I'll shoot for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I think the ego is more a factor though know, of why we don't face our fears, especially men. You know, I don't want to t- tie women out, but I can only speak from a man. I think a lot of the times it's hard for us as men to admit to others or even to ourselves that hey, I'm afraid. You know, I think a lot of people do a lot of things, you know sometimes I think we even may lash out or act out just because of certain fears, you know. I see people walking around hard, you know. I walk mm-hmm. down the street and I see another brother or another person. I'm like, hey man, how you doing? And they turn and they mad dogging me because they don't want to show any weakness, you know. They're it's scared, like, it's bro. To them. And I, I'm not saying, you know, saying, hello man, how you doing? Or speaking to somebody is a form of weakness. But mm-hmm. some people are so afraid of appearing weak that they never let their guards down. How unhappy is it to walk around looking over your shoulder everybody that walk up you got a mad dog or whatever because you want people to fear you because really most times you're afraid you know you're afraid of somebody getting over on you you're afraid of somebody hurting you you're afraid of maybe something that happened to you before happening again so now you have to walk around shelled up and bottled up personally for me you know I'll, I will not talk about phobias and nothing now because we're going to hop on that later. But there's a lot of things that I did not do. And there's a lot of times that I could have had an easier life or I could have gotten through things easier if I had just asked for help. But mm. my ego stopped me, my pride, my arrogance, more than anything, my pride Same. stopped me from asking for help because I was afraid of how people would see me. You know, I got a good friend. Uh, John, John Moore, when I was working at the bank, there was a lot of times I didn't have money Mm. and I would walk all the way home. You know, I would walk about four miles and it was fine. I was happy to have a job. I didn't feel any way about it, but my ego wouldn't allow me to say, Hey John, I know you go that way. Would you mind dropping me off at the train? You know, and when he found out that I was walking home, he was like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, man, I don't mind. I'm just happy to have a job. You know, it gives me because for me, I've always been a person when when I'm alone, that's time for me to pray. That's time for me to yeah. talk to God. That's time for me to like clear my mind. But bro, yeah. when I would get home and, and sit down, these dogs would be barking. And he'll be like, man, all you had to do was act. But I created this thing in my mind to where like, oh, this would be embarrassing to let people know, you know, I don't really have money.
1: Didn't they tell I was- you? I remember I've heard working at a bank. Like, they got to take, like, alternative routes home. And so did you right? know what kind of
0: walking I was doing? I even would take different clothes and, like, take my shirts off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes I would even go to the train, and, you know, like, I didn't have no money to <laughs> get on the train. I don't try to get myself in trouble, but I'm creating a platform of honesty. And no, it would yeah. be like, man, I'm going to just hop on the train and, like, pray that I don't get a ticket or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I never did, but.
1: Yeah, we we all did it. I did the same thing right there by the courthouse. I used to jump on that train and I used to lose. I see the security and I'll go into the next cart. (laughs) I was the same way. I used to get in trouble for not asking for help and not that someone, I wouldn't get whoopings or, you know, punishment. I mean, when I was younger, my mom used to get on me like you, I didn't tell me, you know, but it's just like the, the, the weight of being a man, you know, like,
0: bro, The fact that you said that I think so many men and women deal with this, especially when you're the oldest or especially when you feel like you have to be the man of the house or the woman of the house. Because there was times where like, you know, I was always kind of known as being Mr. Smarty Pants. I don't know how I got that, but like, oh, you Mr. No at all. Oh, you smart. So there was times where I was afraid not to know something. Because you know, would that change people's perceptions of me? Like, you know, I learned how to do so much frivolous stuff mm-hmm. just because I have to know how to do it. Because if I don't know how to change a tire and we catch a flat tire on coming home, then what happens? You know, what is, what is my mom or not necessarily putting it on my mom, it's just an example I'm using. What is she gonna think? You know, or who's gonna come and help us? Or so I could understand why, you know, your mom's like, well, why wouldn't you come ask me? You like, because it all fall down on me. And if mm-hmm. I ain't ready or if I don't have the money or if I don't provide the way or if I don't know how to help my little brothers or if I don't stand up for you,
1: then what? And it's from her fears of why she gets frustrated that you don't ask because it's like she's in fear of being a bad parent. She's or in if fear something of you. something happening to you and she wasn't there to help or at least offer some type of advice or something, you know? And so it's like this big chain, but like, ultimately, like you have to own your, your insecurities and you have to be honest about them. So I'm
0: going to just talk about some celebrities who have fears. And it's funny because one of the things you said was, there's something bigger than what you fear waiting on you. You know what I mean? And we Mm -hmm. all have, and I think a lot of people accomplish their fears because there's an end goal or there's something bigger than them. There's a belief system or something that pushes them to face those fears. So I'm gonna give you like people that I think are big that had fears and they had to conquer them fears to be great. So like, and they not know, you know, they just random people. I don't want to make our pie like, oh, it's about celebrities, but yeah. that's something that people can tie to, you know? So like Johnny Depp is one. It says he had, he has a fear of clowns. And I think that's funny because the man is a, basically a, a Tim Burton's Number one cast, so I mean, he played Edward Scissorhands, that's like a clown, you know. (laughs) Anything Tim Burton is doing somewhere at Johnny Depp is there. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, where he basically all those people with face paint, everything else. But look at the amazing movies that he made. Look at what is it
1: about clowns, bro? Are you scared of clowns? No,
0: my daughter is, though. But you know, I I I know a lot of
1: people that are scared of clowns, but I'm like, what is it about clowns? Because
0: I read that the clown. I wish I remember what it was called, but we'll talk about that The phobias mm. That the clown, the fear of clowns grew after it. Mm. After uh, the movie, after the series, because the original, oh. it was actually a two part series. Right. And, but after that movie, after Stephen King's did it, like the fear of clowns is just, it became astronomical. So I, he had a lot, I'm sure there was people who were the clowns before that, but, a lot of people might not know that the original clowns were jesters and their jobs were really dangerous so like their Man. jobs were to entertain royalty, kings and queens and for a lot of those kings if they were having bad times or they're having bad days i don't know how i know this i just remember reading it somewhere that If they were not funny they were killed like mm-hmm. you were lucky to be exiled but can you imagine how nerve-wracking it is you got to put all of that paint on and this guy's mad probably because he's losing in war or maybe his wife had another daughter because they wanted to have sons to pass the kingdom down to. And whatever he's going through, your job is to make him laugh. But some people just refuse for funny to be funny, you know, mm-hmm. and you dancing and you shingling and he's like off with his head. So it's. Yeah, I, it's, it, I don't know. Clowns is funny. The second guy. And I thought this was dope. And uh, Gustav, I hope I'm saying his name wrong, Eiffel, the man who designed the Eiffel Tower. His fear was heights. One of the Maybe that's why he
1: designed it like that.
0: Somebody else, and this is going to tie into your son. So it's funny when you said that, which I started smiling. This person was afraid of public speaking, he spoke in the public, acted, was always, we know, was having a little thing. I'm not going to put that out there because I don't want nobody coming after us. But Malin Monroe. Her fear was public speaking. Hmm. But she was an actress. She was a model. She was a, always in the spotlight, you know, doing interviews, talking to people, doing movies. But she was afraid to speak in public. No, but she gave so many women confidence to be models and to chase their dreams and that. And then the last one, you know, I listened to his podcast, and it's funny because he was probably one of the most feared and probably is still one of the most feared men out there. Mike Tyson, he said before every fight, he was terrified. But what led him to believe that, to get over that fear was the belief in himself, and belief that his opponent was more afraid of him than he was of his opponent. And it's like, I would not think for a moment that somebody who was knocking people out in like <laughs> 22 seconds, you know, who was a, a, a pit bull off the leash. The thing that he hated the most, he did like he loved it. And that was training because in yeah, training yeah. is where he is sparring and studying his opponent. It's another way he was able to get off those fears because
1: he. Yeah, I heard he was study a lot of he was study a lot of fighters and just like he informed just over himself. and over and over he ate,
0: slept, and breathed boxing. So even when he was in his most feared moments, he went back to his education. He went back to like, I know boxing, you know, I know what I'm doing, so I don't have to be afraid. So I just thought it was funny because, you know, you have these people, because oftentimes, you know, you're like, oh, but Mike Tyson was the greatest ever, but how does it feel to know Mike Tyson was terrified? Or like, Man, the Eiffel Tower is beautiful, but if the guy didn't get over his fear of heights, you wouldn't have that beautiful thing to look at.
1: I mean, on on the on the top of everything, like preparation is always key. If you want to, you do. you're not you're not supposed wow. to just blindly just go after something, right? Yeah, you prepare, but at the same time, going back to what we said in the beginning, like fear is. It's letting you know what you're supposed to be working on. You know what I mean? Like just in these celebrities that you mentioned, they all became successful off of the things that they were most feared of, they were most in fear of. And it changed and it gave them a life. It it gave them everything they could dream of. Like the the best thing to do is to just start. Like I learned that when I was setting up, I'll just start strumming my guitar in front of everybody while I'm right there and just like singing little stupid things and eventually I warm up and I'm not even worried about it no more I'm ready but if I'm just quietly standing there and looking at the crowd and focusing on everything that could go wrong and looking at the eyes looking back on me and stuff I'm just like oh my god I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up you know but I don't think if I was not that scared to do it before I did it and then I did it I don't think I would have cared to do it so much You get me? If I wasn't as scared of it, it's not something that I would have stuck with. I would have moved on to something that was more scary.
0: So Terry, my brother, man, it's been an awesome episode, bro. I love you. I can't wait back at
1: you, bro. (laughs) And what day is it again? It's Wednesday with Will and Terry. it. (laughs) All right, bro. Take care, man. All Drive right. safe.
0: All right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm about to uh, go scoop her. She get off at 7, but it ain't that far. I get-